Hey, and welcome back to another edition of The Shop. This is the the intellectual series what? featuring <laughs> uh, the... Cut, uh, start over. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> at least some of us are. Yeah. An intellectual series of uh, discussions by the Sports Department of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here today with Henry Apple, Paul Boyd, Ricky Fires. We're here to drop knowledge for about the next 20 minutes. So, basketball season, Henry. Give us a little recap of Tuesday night boys action had some had some big time boys games especially over at Bentonville West had some had a had a close game went into overtime had an overtime uh West had a chance to win it with 2.6 seconds left and missed two free throws now that's kind of deja vu a little bit because last year Springdale had that same chance to beat West and couldn't get it done so this year tables kind of turned a little bit yeah in the case where hey uh you saw it Sunday, you know, in in the NFL games, you know, the ice the kicker. Well, guess what? Uh, they missed the first free throw, and guess what? Jeremy Price calls Time a timeout, Time says, "Hey, we're going to ice them and see." It worked. Did he call it right before he let it go, or did he? Uh, no, he no. called it as soon as the you know the person missed. He said, "I want a timeout. Let's make him think about it." And sure enough, and it was just a the way that game went. We had fifty nine fouls called. Wow, eighty two free throws attempted, and well. Uh, the free throw percentages was not my that good. My question is, did they call it both ways, though? That's my question. 30 to 29. <laughs> so That's always what you hear. Call it both ways. That's the number one thing you hear from a fan. Like fouls, sounds like they called it both ways, three ways, and four ways, and every which ways. It, I, it almost ended up being a last man standing match because everybody was fouling out. So Were they going to bring Ollie off the bench? Was he taking the, <laughs> taking the warm-up off? Hey, that's one you one thing you say about call it both ways. Been doing this thirty years. Isn't that the first thing you hear anytime you walk in the gym? You're at the press row. Call it both ways, and that's three seconds. Three seconds. Three, three seconds. seconds. Hey, and then last night I was at a small place, and um, sometimes it's good to get off press row and it's sitting in the stands, and it's amazing how many fans blame the referees, hollering at the referees, even when their team is playing awful. Uh, I heard it thirty years ago, and I heard it again last night. Nobody's fault except the referees. So uh, don't ever forget how tough a job these guys they got. Do. It's, it's a, definitely a, a kind of a thankless job. They do they, get paid for it, but yeah, uh, there's can't, not enough money out there for me to do that. Can't, can't beat seven, right? Yeah, you heard that one. Yeah. Oh, can't, can't beat no. seven. Seven on five. Yeah. yeah, or eight on five now or with eight. three reps. Wow, wow. Well, so that's uh, so so Henry. We got uh, Springdale boys are now two and zero oh, uh, in the conference. So. Uh, who else is two and zero? We've got actually. It's it's kind of funny. The same teams that are two and zero on the boys' side are two and zero on the girls' side. It is. It's it's Fayetteville two and zero with two impressive wins. Bentonville's two and zero with two impressive wins. Now Springdale had to work a little bit yesterday, but they had also an impressive win. So they're two and zero, and the boys, the girls are have lined up the same way. Fayetteville, two impressive wins. Although it was a close call last night against Rogers for three quarters. Bentonville rolls at Van Buren, so they're 2-0, two impressive wins. And Springdale had to work again to get a win against Bentonville West. It was 43-42, and West had a shot at the buzzer, but no can do. And uh, also congratulations to Heather Hunsucker, her 100th career victory at Springdale. So that's good for her. Uh, Marquisha Davis again had a big game for Springdale, but they had some other players stepped up. That's the interesting point of it, and uh, I brought it up to – Heather Hunsucker last night, you know, with a little more than two minutes left in the third quarter, Markeisha Davis had 18 points. She didn't score the rest of the way, but the teammates picked up the slack, found a way to win. 
I saw Peggy had a big had a big bucket there toward the end of the game for them, and and uh, so Springdale's got some nice uh, uh, contributing players besides Marquisha. If they're if they're playing, you know, if they're all contributing, uh, of course that's what any coach would say. If everybody on our team contributes, we have a chance to win. Well, yeah, that would be that would be true. Uh, but but uh, you know, Marquisha just draws so much of the attention uh, of the other team that um, that's good to see some other players pick pick up that slack and and uh, and and find success with it. And they had to because Marquisha picked up her fourth personal foul with, at the 6.59 mark in the fourth quarter, so she had to sit a little while. But, again, the Lady Bulldogs found a way to just, hey, we got the lead, now we're going to keep it. And they kept it. Wow. Hey, Henry, let me ask you, because uh, I hadn't seen him in a while. We got a picture in the Democrat Gazette this morning, uh, Marquisha Davis shooting up left-handed. Is she left-handed or is she both. just she, good enough where she way. can yeah. shoot both hands? Man, mm-hmm. what an attribute that is. Yeah. So, Paul, give us a little rundown on the boys' side from last night. Um, you know, Fayetteville, it, they Rogers didn't really wilt, but Fayetteville was just too much. I mean, you gotta, they start to, Fayetteville starts 11-0. Rogers uh, got off, bounced off the ropes a little bit, cut it back to six. But it's uh, it's 13 at halftime, and then second half they, especially in the fourth quarter, they kind of poured it on. Um, great inside-outside combination mm-hmm. for for Fayetteville. Tamari uh, Relaford had 25. Uh, guard Colin Cooper 25. Uh, five threes. I mean that's hard to to defend. Right well, there. Relaford Tamari Relaford's a load, uh, mm-hmm. but he's six foot seven. Uh, not not a thin six seven either. He's, he's a big boy. He's, he's a big. Boy. He's a big. Uh, fills out that body well. Um, last year he saw. You know, you saw a lot of flashes as a freshman with him of what what could be. Do you feel like he's kind of taken that? Maybe that's, maybe not taking that full next step, but but certainly close to that, taking his game to the next level. Well, I just think he's matured. I think you look at him and he's a big kid a year ago as a freshman who was used to playing kids who he was bigger than the entire, I mean, everybody else, he was bigger than everybody else. Well, you got thrown into conference play where there are guys his size or bigger and stronger. And, you know, like you said, he goes stretches where, like you said, you might see a brief flash here or there. Uh, he's done a lot of skill work. You can tell his footwork's better. He, he's just, just a better all-around player. Well, good. So Fayetteville two and zero, Springdale. We mentioned them already. They went two and zero last night in overtime uh, against Bentonville West. And uh, Bentonville also Henry off to a two and zero start. Again, another impressive run for the Tigers, who are really on a roll right now. And I'm going to even go back to Friday night. To you know, they beat Harbor by 14 points, and their two top players, Michael Shanks and Connor Deppaball, combined for only six points. How did this happen? Well, there's a young man by the name of Colton Simmons who took charge, hit seven three-pointers, and finished with 21 points. And I have seen like three or four games here recently with Colton Simmons. He's on fire from three-point range. He hit four in a semifinal game and then the four in the championship game at Neosho, and then he hit seven against Harbor, and here he goes again. Well, of course, you know, and the better you know your outside shooting is, the more that opens up that inside. You know, it kind of unclogs that paint a little bit because you have to respect, you know, the shooters from out there. You have to kind of stretch that defense out, especially if you're playing a team uh, in a zone. So good for them, good for Bentonville. Um, let's we'll continue in the boy, on the boys' side last night. Um, let's go back to that Springdale game. 
Um, Henry, how did uh, Vincent Mason play for Springdale last night? Had 17 points last night. Seven of them came in the overtime period. when, uh, And he kind of set the tone for the overtime period. Had a nice little uh, – I have to bring back earlier in the game. He went for a little contested, went for a lap and missed it. Well, in the overtime period, he said, there's no miss in this one. He dunked it and then picked up a little alley-oop basket before you know it. Springdale had a seven-point lead, and West just could never catch up. Now, I got a chance to see him play on Friday night um, in the conference opener against Rogers Heritage, and I was very impressed with him. I don't remember him from last year. He Possibly he played for Springdale. I just don't remember it because I didn't start you know, seeing Springdale play until, until later in the season. But uh, very athletic, uh, about 6'4", looks like maybe. In the 6'4", six, 6'5", six, six, category. Yep. Now, I saw him play a couple of times in the state tournament in North Little Rock, and I was impressed by what he he could do uh, when Carl Fitch got in foul trouble. He took over, and in a game against Fayetteville, I mean, it was tooth and nail in that state tournament game. Well, he uh, he's definitely has given Springdale a big a big boost uh, this year with his play. Of course, we know they got good guard play. Um, we know that, and uh, Juwan Boyd and and uh, and Hig Knight and and those players, uh, Henry. Uh, those are those are some good guard guards for them. But he gives them a. Big-time boost on the yeah. inside. Credit to John Paul Hignot last night. He uh, hit a three-pointer with 27 seconds left in regulation to tie the game, and then he opens up the overtime period. He hits a three, and Springdale takes the lead for good. Wow, wow. So over on the girls' side, we talked a little bit about Springdale. Fayetteville, Henry, will they be challenged in the conference, do you think? I know Bentonville You know Bentonville's off to a good start, but and last night Rogers did, but, I mean, when Fayetteville's clicking – they're, wouldn't you say they're you know, kind of on a different level, or, or maybe not? I could see this going either way because Fayetteville has the, the backcourt. You, when you have Kariah Beck, you have a Sasha Goforth. Who's the backcourt, frontcourt, and kind of wherever she wants to yeah. play. Mm-hmm. But you, Bentonville, I think, can counter that with an Avery Hughes. Plus, they have the six foot four Miriam Dada in the post, and that's maybe – could be the equalizer right there. While Fayetteville may have an edge in the backcourt, I think Bentonville may have an edge in the front court because of her. So upcoming games, what do we have on Friday night? Because I'm, you know, I know where everybody's looking forward to that Bentonville Fayetteville game, and that one's coming up. That one's still, I think, next off. week. Uh, we look at next uh, Friday night. We've got Rogers at West. We have Bentonville at Heritage. Uh, Van Buren at Fayetteville, Springdale Harbor at Springdale High. That'll be a good, you know, that's a rivalry night. Um, so that should be a good one. That can, that one, you know, those games could go either way. Yeah, yeah, you know, you always say about rivalry games, just throw them records out the window because they don't matter when mm. two rivals play. Well, and, and, you know, and Harbor girls got a big, you know, got a big win for them last night. You know, they beat Heritage. A mu- a, Paul, a much improved Heritage team, I thought. Uh, they they are, I think both teams have shown improvement. I, I got a chance to see Harbor's girls early. But they have uh, they they have gotten better as well as this season. But yes, Heritage uh, definitely shown some improvement over a year ago and and had a lead after three quarters. Isn't that right, Henry? They did. And but then here comes uh, they have a nice little exciting freshman in Kaylin Coons. She can play. She has uh, she don't play like a freshman. She gets out on that court and it's like she has ice water in her veins. There's no she doesn't feel the pressure. She had 33 last night, so that's <laughs> uh, she's I guess only a freshman just in in age because she's definitely not playing like a freshman. No, 
And then when she's clicking and then you have like a Tania Starks clicking, Harbor could make some noise in this conference before it's all over. Now that's just been a recent, what, two, three, four years ago, the loud freshman. So that's a, a, a rule we all support because the, the good ones can play in this league, can't they? Oh, they can. I think Sasha Goforth certainly proved that she, yeah. she could play in this league. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Miriam Dada played last year as a freshman. So, yeah. And I think uh, even Northside, Vaunted Northside had a freshman who played some last year. So uh, Jersey Wolfenbarger. Exactly, exactly. So you're starting to see more of it, you know, more of the freshman players making a big impact um, in the, in the uh, highest classification, unlike the smaller schools where they've, you know, uh, you know had freshmen, had not that big a surprise, you know, for, for the smaller schools. But now you're starting to see it, you know, at the 6A level. So I wonder if they uh, have, like, during summer ball where they play more top competition, where they're more ready – move from junior high to senior high. Probably so. And I don't think, you know, and I think you're seeing the impact more on the girls' side than the boys. Yes. Where the girls um, are, at that age, more mature, you know, usually yeah, than the boys. Right. And uh, they can handle that uh, better than uh, than the boys can. From you know, There's some, you know, some freshman boys that you'll see. Isaiah Rutherford, mm. obviously, this year at Fayetteville, and his brother last year, Tamari uh, Rutherford, both were freshmen that played on the varsity. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you see it on the boys' side, but not as much as you do on the girls' side. So that's a kind of a recap of the 6A from last night. Uh, Farmington girls, again, rolled last night, got a big win over Gentry. So that Farmington-Berryville game that's coming up in a couple of weeks on the girls' side in that 4A-1 conference is looking like it's going to be a barn burner. And then you have also P. Ridge beat Shiloh Christian. You had Gravit beating Prairie Grove. So this is going to get interesting in this 4A-1 and, uh, and also – you have to look at Harrison as well. Exactly. And uh, so, Henry, kind of give us a little breakdown real quick because the 4A1 is doing a little bit different um, than some of the other conferences, I think. They've, they've broken that conference into an eastern and a western. Is that right? Or north that, and south? Or is it east and west? It's east and west. East and west. On the west side, you have Gentry, Gravit, Prairie Grove, Pea Ridge, and I know Farmington. There's the yeah. other one. And then on the eastern division, you have Shiloh Christian, you have Berryville, Green. Let's see, Berryville, Harrison, P. Ridge. No, let me let, Huntsville. There Huntsville. we go. Yeah, Huntsville. That, Huntsville. I knew it was in there somewhere. I I tend to forget. Green Forest is a four A school in football, but three A. Three A. Just like Lincoln is the same way. Lincoln's three A in basketball. So what they're doing because, and I found out this just last week, they split this up kind of to alleviate some of the conference game pressure, because the AAA, the Arkansas Activities Association only allows teams to play 18 games, regular season games, if you play in three tournaments, but you can play 20 regular seasons games, games with two tournaments. So, but you take the 4A1, which is a nine-team conference, if you play everybody else 12, that's 16 that's games. 16 mm-hmm. games, right. And the coaches felt like, say, hey, let's alleviate some of the conference pressure, give some more non-conference games where these teams can develop ahead of time, and then they'll take it and then – Take the seedings, they'll mesh it together in the district tournament coming up. Well, that's like then. So last night, Valley Springs coming to play Huntsville. That's a, that's a case of what you're talking about. A good that's a good non-conference game for Valley Springs to come up and play uh, Huntsville. And Huntsville, you know, don't have to worry about violating that you know that 18 game you know thing or whatever. So that was that's where you'll see some of that. And of course, with nine teams, there's going to be an odd team all the way out. So you've got to pick up that non-conference game, or you're going to have a 
a week where you're not playing a game. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, Paul, you'd mentioned um, – I think you'd mentioned uh, some a, a couple of boys teams that are off to really good starts, Boonville being one of those teams. Boonville's, uh, I believe, 16-1, and one, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, another uh, small school game last night between two pretty good 1A teams, uh, Deer knocks off New School uh, 68-61. So those of you who are not familiar with New School, that's a, that's a school down in Fayetteville. That's what it's called, the New School. The Cougars. Yeah, the Cougars. Uh, this is their first year to play on the varsity level. David Farrell, who coached for many, many years, highly successful coach at West Fork, also uh, was at the University of the Ozarks over down in Clarksville. He is the coach at New School, and um, they are, I believe, they've lost two games. Is that right? Like twenty, 20 and two. They 20 are twenty and two, and, two and uh, they're and they're, no seniors. No, no, no seniors. Eight. He he has eight on his roster. No seniors. Um, they they're four and one now. Deer is now leading that one a one conference with five and zero. Oh. Uh, good. Really, really good up and coming program. You know, I watched them play Harbor earlier this year new school. They, uh, new school and harbor and they gave harbor big school harbor uh quite a, a little run especially for three quarters well they'll be a team certainly a program to keep your eye on in class a someone questioned it i'm probably slowest one here but in 40 years will new school still be called new school will it be the old school then they'll change it <laughs> <laughs> then okay. that's when they'll go back with the real short shorts and they'll wear those Chuck T uh, Converse shoes. Chuck Taylor, oh, I baby. love those. I still yes. got some. They'll be bringing those back. So, so uh, I was also in the one A and one A Norfolk girls are they're off to a really good start this year. I you know kind of keep up with those conference standings in one A, and uh, they're a really you know really really good team. Uh, we've talked about Valley Springs, Rick. You were over there last night at Huntsville, saw Valley Springs boys go to twenty four and one. How do they look, Rick? Hey, you know what? It was a treat for me. I love country boy, uh, uh, get up and down the court kind of basketball. And they're as advertised. They are really good. Uh, keep an eye on Valley Springs all the way through, you know, the regional district, maybe even state. Um, they share the basketball. I mean, coaches say that all the time. I don't think I've seen a team that shares the basketball better than Valley Springs. They got two horses underneath for, I mean, even at a larger school. They got a six-six uh, left-hander uh, center, senior center Ethan Flood. He was all over the place. He is really good. Uh, he took off from the foul line and dunked. He long arms. And Dr. then they J. got uh, six-four uh, Ragland. Uh, he was. Uh, I mean, he's just like a, a, a Clydesdale under there. And the guards know how to get it to him. And they go. In, they start inside. They go outside. They shoot it. And they were a little sluggish in the uh, first half. Huntsville was actually ahead, and Huntsville had good guard play last night. Sean McCone, he can really yeah, go Yeah, he for can them. really play. And so Number can Mays. Yeah, Mays can go for them, too. They're very aggressive going to the basket, but they just didn't have enough. Uh, of course, the uh, head coach didn't use that as excuse because uh, Valley Spring has played Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Now they turn around and play Tuesday. Uh, but he didn't use that as, as an excuse, but they got rolling in the second half. And uh, uh, keep an eye on Valley. They are exceptional. Well, Paul, you'll, you'll understand this, and Ricky probably will too. So I talked with Blake Haney last week uh, mm -hmm. for a little note for the paper, and he said they, they changed Valley Springs region. So they no longer have to go through the Osceola, uh, all that area over there in that region. Now they're thrown back over here where they're going to have, I think, the, the 3A4, they'll be playing – uh, it, uh, Charleston and, and that mm -hmm. group over there in 3A uh, in that region over here. So he was uh, 
he was not disappointed by I'm not sure he was a pretty ha- I'm sure he was a pretty happy man <laughs> he, he uh, was. not to, not to be facing the Seminoles that, uh, he called it a gauntlet I believe and, uh, and uh, I think that, that's uh, accurate yeah that'd be correct so he, uh, he uh, Blake Handy the coach over at Valley Springs uh, now Rick you're working on a little feature story I think on Valley Springs and the interesting thing uh, you know a little tip on that story is their best their top score from last year was Lawson Jenkins who transferred to Harbor when his mom Kim Jenkins took the yep. girls basketball job over at Harbor and uh, for those of you who thought Valley Springs was going to to uh, to to dip down uh, after losing him, guess what? Uh, they haven't, have they, Rick? No, that, that's one. I I asked the coach. I said, "What was your reaction when you knew your best player was taken off?" And it was like uh, uh, crying. And he said, "No." He said, "Next man up, let's go." He said, "Good luck to them. They certainly understood why they left, and um, th- that's what uh, good teams do. That's one reason we're doing it." Uh, even without their best player, they're still 24 and one. Everybody's just picked up uh, their contribution a little bit, and they they're an absolute team, and not just you know two or three individuals. Because on a, a lower level, you can get one or two guys that are really good, but uh, it takes you know more than two to win a championship. So they are rolling another interesting thing. Uh, uh, even before the fans got there, the coach told me on the phone said, "Yeah, well, we got a good following." Sure enough. Hey, those uh, tigers in green. I've yeah, the green tigers. tigers yeah. The green tigers. Uh, their fans sit right behind the bench and 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 uh, shoot, holler, and follow. They was right with them, and and they really support that team. Well, yeah. I had a chance to see them play last year over at Berryville, and, and you're right, they do have a good following for the, for their basketball hey, program. Hey, uh, coming from East Arkansas, seeing yep. a lot of small schools, I know what that's like. Hey, the, roll up the doors, everybody. Last one out, turn the lights off. We'll be back. We'll be back after the game's over. Yes, absolutely, right. absolutely. We, you know, people need to understand, that, especially up in Northwest Arkansas. There's a lot more. You know, there's a lot more basketball played than just at the six A level. There's yes, absolutely some outstanding basketball played in this three A, four A, two A, one A level, and it's uh, you know, you, it's it's fun to go to you, go watch a really good one A team play and see how those you know because that's all they play. Usually, you know, in in Arkansas, one A is all basketball, no, no football. Mm-hmm. And uh, to them, you know, it's it, this is this is their Super Bowl. This is their big thing. And, and uh, well, and the people, all the people in town follow exactly follow that team. It's well, a Hoosiers here, type, you know, type thing. Coach Hannon was telling me, he said, even the summer, somebody come back from the lake, uh, middle of June. How's the team gonna look this year, Coach? I mean, it's all year round. At the barbershop? Yeah, the, the barbershop. barbershop. Well, I don't know if they got a barbershop. I mean, real small town. But uh, the one stop or the gas station, coffee or shop, the coffee shop, they got those. Well, surely they have Floyd the barber there at these small towns. I hope surely. so. They got surely somebody. They well, so before we close out today's show, we want to also throw out our thoughts to uh, one of our colleagues, uh, Walter Woody, uh, down in Fort Smith. Walter is on the disabled list uh, for a little bit. He had a little had a, a pretty scary me- medical uh, procedure uh, this weekend, and so he's uh, he's on the disabled list for for a little while. I. Uh, I'm thinking maybe he could be back by Friday to cover Friday's games, but but maybe not. He might need to be out a little bit longer than that. But we want to send out some good positive thoughts to Walter Woody, the W-Dub, as I call him, and uh, have him back with us as quick, quick as he can. How about uh, Harbor got a new volleyball coach? Harbor got a new volleyball coach, Cassie Lloyd. Um, she was a uh, really big-time player at Fayetteville, played at mm-hmm. Arkansas. Um, of course, she is the younger sister of Rodney Clark that played basketball oh, okay. at Arkansas. Um, and so, good, good, uh, good job for Harbor uh, picking her uh, to be their new head volleyball coach. So, Paul, that's one position we got filled. South side down at Fort Smith. 
I don't think they've made their still, move yet. But still looking from what I was told and said they were going to post this job in January. So maybe a little while, but uh, we'll, we'll check on that. But Cassie, you know, Cassie was a two-sport star at, at Fayetteville. We was. Were, we were discussing, apparently, you know, those her senior year, they were undefeated. The, the boys' basketball team and girls' basketball team were both undefeated. They're going to honor those teams uh, Friday, so kind of interesting timing there. So Cassie also, uh, her husband is uh, Andy Lloyd, the uh, assistant baseball coach at Fayetteville. So uh, so she's gotten her a head coaching job in the 6A. So Andy, what's up? What's up? <laughs> got to bring it. You know, to yeah, keep up with Cassie, got to bring yeah. it. So uh, anyway, that's it for today. Henry, you got one little thing to add? Actually, uh, I do have something to add. Uh, something to keep on the radar this week. Uh, they just announced the schools who made bids for state and Saw regional that. basketball tournaments. And uh, if you have I tweeted them all out last night, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just give you a nice little rundown to see. The 6A West appears like Bentonville West will be the host. Okay. Uh, I can I can live with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, it's only two miles away from my Absolutely. house, so I can yes. tell you that. Class 5A, Lake Hamilton, uh, will, apparently they will get the bid to that. Uh, 4A, it's going to be between Harrison and Magnolia for the state. And then you drop down to regionals, uh, 4A North, Morrillton. Is Saw the, that. Uh, only one. They have built a brand new arena heard there. Had a nice and, arena uh, I've heard good things about it. The 4A East will be between Brooklyn, Highland, and Pulaski Academy. The 4A South, Mina. Osceola has made the bid for the 3A state tournament. State, okay. Regional, Region 1 will be between Charleston and Mountain View. Okay. Um, I know Char- I've been to Charleston's Arena. We know they have a nice arena there. Uh, 3A Region 2, no bids. That's a interesting one. 3A3 will be between Harding Academy, Hoxie, and Truman. 3A4, Ashdown and Prescott. Uh, a four-way battle for the 2A state tournament between Carlisle, Junction City, Marmaduke, and Quitman. Mm. Uh, the regions will be the North, Marmaduke, and Rector. West is Danville, Eureka Springs, and Yelville Summit. A five-way battle for the South one, uh, Cossatot River, Hampton, Junction City, Lafayette County, and Mount Ida. And the Central will be between Carlisle, Hazen, and Quitman. In the 1A, the state tournament appears to be headed for Izzard County, Gonzalez. Where have we heard that name before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the regionals, Region 1 between Alpena and County Line. Uh, region 2 between Calico Rock and Izzard County. Region 3, Mount Vernon and Nola, and Region 4 between Bradley, Caddo Hills, and Emerson. Of course, those are the state, those are teams that are, are schools that are bidding for regional and state for basketball. They'll also, the AAA will also be uh, awarding baseball, softball, soccer, and track uh, bids will be will be yeah. upcoming. Uh, we figure a lot, the 6A, uh, we'll get a lot of those, uh, we should get baseball here softball here and track here. Is that correct, Henry? Baseball, Rogers has made the bid for it. Uh, For softball, Bentonville has made the bid, but I'm not sure if it's Bentonville West, Bentonville High School, are they going to split it or what? Uh, The interest, soccer will go to Conway. Correct. Uh, The interesting one is in track, and I'm going to bring this one up. Now, Rogers Heritage has made the bid for the 6A. Okay. 
The 5A, it is between Russellville, Hot Springs, and Lake Hamilton, but there is a wild card bid in here where Lake Hamilton has made a bid where they would like to host the 5A and the 6A all on one site, all in one day. Okay. That's a wild card, and okay. that's going to be interesting to watch. Okay. So keep your eye on that. We'll have coverage of that when those bids are, are awarded, uh, which will be coming up. And uh, we'll let you know where all these regional and state uh, events are going to be. Uh, I think they'll also do volleyball um, for do, next fall. So They'll do volleyball. Uh, the only ones that are kind of set in their ways are swimming and cross country because those are three-year bids. They are, and, of course, you have to have the facilities for that. Correct. So, uh, so that's, uh, that will... Uh, That'll be interesting to see where they get all those. So that's it for uh, this edition of The Shop. We thank you for being here. Be sure and check the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette um, for coverage of all prep sports, um, big notes packages, uh, roundups, full game stories, photos, uh, you name it. We have it. If it, if it, if it dribbles or shoots or scores, we'll, we will, we'll have coverage of it. So uh, thanks for uh, joining us, and uh, we'll catch you at a gym near you.